you doing today? How are you doing, mate? Nice to I'm see good. you. Nice to see you as well. How's life treating you? I can't complain, mate. How about you? Uh, things are good. I can't complain either. We are live right now on YouTube, and everyone is very excited to see you. How have you been? How was uh, the year that was 2020 for Greg? Uh it was weird. Yeah. You know, I think I think for everyone, yeah. It was quite um we had just bought a new house that we were gonna renovate. Um my, my wife is a designer and um you know we've we've done that a lot in our life and so we bought this new place and uh my kid my older sons are both my sons are actors and they neither of them lived at home. Yeah. And uh, so we bought this house and we were about to start renovating. My wife and I had rented a, a condominium nearby and my daughter was going to be with us for just a little bit. And then she was going to go away to, um, to camp and yep. then COVID hit. And, you know, what we thought was going to be this, uh, sort of very laissez faire existence with just my wife and I chilling in this condo ended up the boys both moved back in with us. They were sleeping in two mattresses in the den. My daughter had a bedroom. <laughs> we had a bedroom. So for six months we were just like one big family. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't think that we would have that experience as a family again. Um, yeah. and it was intense, and it was also uh, it was incredible to get to have that time together. One one sort of one last opportunity to be this. Um, yeah, be this sort of family unit uh, in the same way that we had been. Uh, that doesn't work. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty great. How about things for you? I tell you what, we've, we were in a lot of lockdowns here in Melbourne, Australia. So we're finally out of them now. And, uh, yeah. but you know, it was a lot of, a lot of time at home. We, we just bought a new house as well. So we were doing a lot of renovations. We did the decking outside and yeah. things. I was trying to stay busy, you know. Um, so your, both your sons are actors as well. You got them into yeah. the game. Yeah. They, uh, they're both doing, uh, uh, remarkably well. Uh, one is going to be 25, and he's about to go start uh, a, a really big new series that I wow. can't disclose yet in Wales. And then my middle son is actually um, starring in Jesse Eisenberg's directorial debut opposite Julianne Moore and Finn Wolfhard. So he's out in New Mexico shooting right now. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, right? So, <laughs> so. Uh, much to my chagrin, they both have um, chosen this life, and they're both yeah. doing really, really well. So it's uh, and I've been fortunate enough that uh, my oldest son and I have shot a couple of movies together. Oh, really? Uh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We uh, so that's been that's been a blessing. And my oldest um, directed, wrote and directed a short film that my youngest, my middle son starred in that I just came and did a cameo. So to get to be on a oh, set nice. with my oldest one directing and my my, my other boy um, starring in it, that, that was a pretty special day for me as a dad. Did you say your son was 25? Yeah, my oldest how, is 25. How do you look so good then? I'll What's tell your you secret? How, I, yeah, I, the, the secret is you get your girlfriend pregnant in theater school. <laughs> <laughs> then you know you start okay. this yeah like, start yeah, early and then yeah and we just uh we just had our 25th wedding anniversary two days ago oh congrats yeah congrats. so we uh it's been uh it's been a crazy journey that started together uh for us at a university uh, we met at university 
And then we moved to New York together and I got her wow. pregnant and uh, we started this life, this adventure. So, so where are you living now? Uh, we live in Toronto. Toronto is home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You weren't born out of Toronto, were you? I was born in a place called Winnipeg, which is a small oh, city were. in the prairies. Yeah, 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 middle of middle of Canada. Yeah, so Toronto is um, is home uh, now. Winnipeg was where I was born in New York. We spent that's where we we had our first. That's where we had Dempsey, the oldest one, and where I went to theater school. So we spent some time in New York as well. Lived in New York. Yeah. So I want to I want to touch on this amazing character that you got to play in Far Cry, the Far Cry yeah. series. I mean, man, what a role! Tell us all yeah. about it. So it was, uh, that was a strange, uh, strange occurrence. They, um, I, I was not familiar with video games, the world of video games, how far it had come. Like when I was a kid, I played like the Commodore 64 and I had an, uh, <laughs> I had an, uh, yeah. you know, I had an Atari and stuff. So like yeah. video games were this strange world and I had never done one. And they, I guess, were looking for someone to play the father, the Ubisoft people. Dan Hay, who's the creative director of the franchise, the Far Cry franchise, and that game, mm -hmm. and Drew Holmes, who was the lead writer. And they couldn't find anybody. They couldn't find someone they wanted. So they, the casting in Toronto reached out to my agent and, and to gauge my interest. And I said, absolutely not. Like, I'm not doing a video game. Like, I didn't, I, I'm like, well, like, what do you, well, like, what, what is that? And, yeah. you know, I've done a bunch of movies and TV shows and that was my world. And I, and they said, well, would you read uh, like the monologue? Would you read the, some, some of the writing? So they sent, they sent um, the, the monologue that ended up playing in the game where um, I, my, my wife were young and pregnant and terrified of becoming a father. That was the monologue they, they um, sent me. And of course, myself getting my, girlfriend at the time pregnant when we were 22 to turning 23 and being unprepared for fatherhood and terrified it just like it got you and yeah, yeah. And, and 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 it was so um i mean the writing is so dark but but very beautiful and very human and so i went in and i, I walked in the the director a guy named david footy who mm -hmm. um is a wonderful director for the game uh i i sat down at a table. I did the monologue once. Uh, and then I just got up and walked out and he just sort of tried to stop me at the door, but that was like, that was it. And he sent it to Dan and Dan, Hey, really responded to it. And, yeah. uh, had a quick phone meeting, uh, with them. And they, then they flew me out to Montreal where the Ubisoft studios were. And I sat down with, uh, with Dan and drew and JS who's another one of the um, was one of the writers in the game. And they, they walked me through the world and this character. And I was blown away. And from what started as me saying, no, um, it has been one of the great adventures uh, artistically yeah. of my life. The, the, the character, I mean, as an actor, that's all you want. You want an interesting, well-written character in a project that people care about. And the people at Ubisoft, we're as passionate about this, about the storytelling, um, as, as any film or television show I've ever been on. Mm. The, the talent of the writing, the, 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 how extraordinary it was challenged me in a, in a way that few other things have. It almost felt Shakespearean at times. 
and then to see that the artistry of the, the the programmers and you you know we would they, we'd film it so you've got the camera in your face and i can see the performance and it's not unlike in a movie where they've got the you know you're in the bomb with the dots but then the camera's right in your face yeah and to see how exactly they captured not just like the details of the performance but in a way i don't want to sound too flaky but almost the soul of it like they caught the life of what i was doing oh yeah they captured so every beautiful. detail of your face didn't every, they? Yeah, yeah it was just i was so proud of 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 all of it the, the collaboration between all of us to create this really unsettling world and character that you know that the the the, the fan base the community the far cry community has been so receptive yeah uh, to and appreciative of and it's it's been a blessing all the way through it's just been incredible i tell you what you knocked it out of the park in my mind i was I think- I was stunned once the credits closed. I mean, you just knocked it out of the park. Some of those monologues, straight to yeah. the cat, straight to the player, straight to the camera. They go on for like yeah. four minutes. That's not normal for a game to to have that much confidence in their villain actor, whoever it is, to just do yeah. a straight monologue with nothing else going on. Yeah, it was really interesting. They um, I, again, I had because I had never done been involved in a game. I I had no. Um, I have no other point of reference. Like, so this was my yeah. one work experience and they were so um, accommodating to the process of, of, of finding the work. Like a lot of times you work in a very big open space and, and as an actor, it's, 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 it's it feels strange. So they yeah. would, for those monologues, they would create, like they would build little shelters around me almost oh. so that I, it was a much more intimate uh, environment. and felt very connected and also a lot of the times i would deliver it right to not to a camera but there was a, a another actor who had a, a camera on their face as well so i was actually able to connect with another person right and do those but those last the big monologues at the end the the, the i mean it's been out long enough that i'm not but this when my mm. siblings each at the, at the the eulogies for each of my siblings yeah we were um we were shooting uh amazon had we did a movie called inside Eden's gate, which was like the, a live action version of yeah. Far Cry, and shooting it up in, in uh, Montana where the game is set. And I, and there was um, massive forest fires at the time. And it was mm-hmm. my last day of shooting out in Montana. And we, we were shooting the game in between, like, you know, you do a week here, a week there, gaps, gaps. And Drew wrote those final eulogies and i remember getting them uh in the morning and i was going to be looking at them so we were shooting and the the the, i'm in the mountains like in the hills of montana yeah the fire all around me the sky is blood red you can smell smoke and i'm learning these speeches these monologues and it was the most incredible experience of like being there and feeling that and then Mm -hmm. we came back and we shot those in one afternoon, and um, the eulogies. Yeah, we said we, wow. we shot them in an afternoon, um, and the, the you know we did uh, we did the first we did uh, uh, you know Jacob, John, and Faith, and they were all you know they were all emotional, and they all sort of had what was needed, and then we were getting to the last one, and we did it once, and it was good. 
but there was just something, the implosion of a person just coming in on, it just wasn't, it wasn't quite there. And, and, and then the interesting thing about the shooting in the, the one space in, in, uh, in Toronto that we're shooting is there's a train, a subway that goes past every once in a while and it'll wreck the take. So you kind of like, right. So you, every once in a while, it'll just, and that's okay. You you do it again. So I asked them for, I asked them for a moment and it was just, everyone was incredibly still. And there was just, there's something in my own life that just dropped in Mm. and everyone could feel it. And I sat down and that happened with the snot and everything. And it finished and it was dead silence. And then the train went past. Oh, now, Dan said the entire cool. Dan Hay, who was there, said that he was praying during the entire speech. <laughs> please, please don't play the train. No train, no train, no train. Uh, and that was, again, I've been blessed with some to work on some great films and uh, some great television shows and had some wonderful writing. And characters to play but that that that's that stuff is up there with anything i've ever had the privilege of doing so you actually you actually got emotional and the snot actually came out oh a hundred percent oh my wow. god oh, oh no i was devastated like that was i've gone to some dark places in film that was that's and crazy. and it was interesting because like yes yeah, so the snot was coming out of my mouth and i was just destroyed and dan looked to the the renderers they were there and he's like all of that goes in the game that's so cool. all of that. Don't you don't make it prettier. You don't make it the uh, gross and heartbroken and destroying being all of that goes in the game. So that snot was exact. If you took a side by side of me doing the performance on camera and what you see in the game is that is it is invented. Nothing denied. Nothing. V by says the last crying scene was breathtaking. Thank I think, you. Yeah, I think I'm not the only one who thinks that that was and it was crazy to me that you weren't. I don't know. Were you nominated for many awards for that for that no. game? That no. see, that just that blows no. my mind. That actually yeah, blows mean, my mind. It was. It was. Uh, I got. I mean, look. You, that's not why you do it. But no. I kind of thought. I you sometimes you know when you have created something special and you're part of something special, and it just like I mean the writing was so great, and there was just so many opportunities for real, true human emotion and he was so like there was such an arc in the character of like the charisma and the the seductiveness of the sermons and stuff and then watching him come up watching me come apart but yeah there was a uh he it did not um there was a couple like i got nominated for like a GameStop thing but uh, like the bigger ones didn't acknowledge it but you know it's crazy. i did it and there's a lot a lot of people played that game and enjoyed it so um i was proud of it so has it has it changed your life? Would you say? Uh, or well, y- yes, it has. Um, the The gaming community is is vast <laughs> and and extraordinarily supportive and engaged. Mm. Um, I really i I think that the people that I have met through it have been incredible. The game itself, like just. You know, the, when they were promoting Far Cry Five, they they took me out to. Uh, they had built a like essentially uh, a, a cult outpost in San Francisco, and they flew me in on the helicopter to give a little like all of that stuff was really was interesting. That to the PR? Was that a PR 
um, activity. Yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah, yeah, launch, yeah. I think I've seen launch, that. Yeah. The influence and stuff. So that was like all of that was incredible. Getting to shoot the little movie was incredible. Um, yeah. And it's the, the the game was so popular and did so well that to be part of something uh, like blockbustery was was exciting. And 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 also the relationships working with uh with those people uh and the friendships that started like dan and drew and i are mm. still you know we, we stay in contact and, and look for other things to work on together and i just have a lot of respect for the artists that are involved in that world and but the 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 the, the storytelling aspect of it there's just some it's it's really it's incredible as an actor to get to, to sink your teeth into that stuff did you know how big far cry was before it came out <laughs> No, I um, no. I hadn't. Again, like I, I really like. I, I'm almost. I sh- should pretend I'm not as ignorant as I am. I had no idea. I knew that Michael Mando is also from Toronto. Well, from Canada, the, who played Voss. Voss, yeah, right. So I knew him, and oh, knew okay. of him because he was like this. Guy. Well, I didn't know him, but like there was this guy, like all my friends, you know, actors know each other. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, there's this kid. He's amazing and friends. We'd have, you know, be at a bar, we'd drink it. You got it, this kid, this Michael Mann, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I started to research him a little bit and then the Voss stuff came up. Mm-hmm. So I knew that, um, I knew that he was crazy and awesome as an actor. <laughs> and the, yeah. the, the character looked really interesting. Um, and that I knew kind of Far Cry had, and then Troy as, um, as Peggy Min, uh, was also, you know, excellent. I didn't, I didn't know him, but I've met him and he's super talented. And you look at his resume, he's like done every amazing video game ever. Um, <laughs> but that they have a, they have a, um, they do villains very well, the Far Cry franchise. So to be a part of that is, was pretty, pretty special. And what do you think of Far Cry 6, um, who they've got over there? Now. Yeah, well, seen that? G- I've seen the trailer and stuff. It yeah. looks amazing. And Giancarlo, who's brilliant, I did. Um, obviously, I love them from Breaking Bad. And I did a series with him for oh, HBO did? last year called Jet. So oh, wow. I got to work. I, yeah, I, I had worked with him and didn't realize that he was doing Far Cry 6. Oh, yeah. Um, so he's wonder- He's a wonderful actor. And that, that game is going to be spectacular. And he's going to be He's going to know is yeah. Of course, he's just—he's yeah. a brilliant actor, and and they write so well, and they care so much about the worlds they create that it's—I'm sure it's going to be breathtaking. And I mean, I think you're the first Far Cry villain to come back a second time, so that's when you know that you knocked it out because you were in um, New Dawn as well. New Dawn, yeah, yeah, yeah which was really—it was—it uh, was really nice to get to revisit the character later. You know, you sort yeah. of see what happens. We, we often imagine, like, what will our lives look like twenty yeah. years from whatever, and and to have to get to revisit the father after all that he's been through, and then you know, with with Ethan, with my son, another really emotional moment with you know losing my son. So to to, I work very. I trained in New York sort of as a, a method actor. I worked very personally. So to, 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 really? to go to that. Oh yeah. And, and, and so to go through the experience of losing my son, uh, was another really, really tricky scene to do, but, but, uh, you know, plays, plays really well. So. So when you say method acting, when you, when you come to set, do you you stay away from others and you just 
grow well, in your bubble, or how does it how does it work for you? I, you know what, I, I'm gonna speak. I'm not one of the. I'm not an actor who is like, call me the father while I'm on set, or or um, you know, like I'm gonna be. You're gonna when I'm at home, my family has to call me by the character I'm playing's name. Yeah. But, but because, uh, but I I work very. I work very personally. Like I'll, um, you know, I'll, 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 imagine, I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll get myself in a place where, you know, through music or quiet and I'll just, you know, uh, imagine we're all going to say goodbye to our loved ones at some point. And I love my kids a great deal. And I know at some point I'm going to be lying on a bed and they're going to come to say goodbye to me. Or God forbid, I'm going to, you know, you imagine having to bury one of them and speaking, you know, like you saw, I'll fuck, mm. pardon me. Oh, man. I, oh, I'll mess with myself to the place where I'm going to experience something real. It's not like I'm there. And that that's a talent though. Not everyone can do that. Get to that place. Well, it, it is a gift that it is a, in a, you know, I think a lot of actors have a lot of different things that they can bring to the thing. And I, that's a place that I can go. I, I've, I've been, I can mm. access uh, some dark reservoirs in myself. And I've, I've figured out, I think that a nice thing is because we, <laughs> I had, we had a baby when I was in theater school. So I've had to learn, I've got friends who work in it, you know, they can't turn it off. But I always had to, like, I had to learn to work and then come home and read Goodnight Moon and mm. tuck my kids in and make dinner and help out. And like they, there was not, yeah. I didn't, I wasn't able to indulge a lot of the self-destructive behavior that happens with actors because you do, you upset yourself and, and the subconscious doesn't really distinguish between a real experience and, and, a, and a vividly imagined experience. And, um, so I, I learned how to work when I have to. And, mm. um, and I find that the game, no difference than a film set that people know what kind of scene is coming. And there's usually, there's a lot of quiet on set and people just work very, um, respectfully around you because they know that you're in a, they can feel that you're in a place where, where it's going to get, you know, where you need to done. be volatile. Yeah. Yeah. And where, and you need to be, um, you're going to have this cathartic moment. So they don't want to distract you. They're from all that. supportive. And so much so. And mm. I think part of it, it's funny. Like I, te- I, I tell my kids because, you know, one of the things that you, you learn through experience is that I, first of all, I enjoy people and I love the process of filmmaking, game mm. making, television making, but be really kind to people all the time. Go out of your way on the good days to be super polite and super nice. And so, because there are going to be days when you're going to need to not be, an ass, but where you're going to need to be like, I'm now in, I need to put a little bit of space around myself because I'm going to go to someplace in my, I'm going to be yeah. burying my daughter in my mind for three hours leading up to the scene because I need to know that when that camera rolls and they need me to mm. fall off a cliff that I can do that. So, you know, but if you're, if you're an ass all the time or you're lashing out on people, then it's, you know, mm then it's unpleasant. So be, be kind all the time, but also know that when you have to work, you, you need to do whatever you need to do for you to, to get there, whatever there is. And you could, an audience, whether it be in a game or whether it be on a, a television where they can, they, you feel if it's real or, or if they're, you know, doing a trick. And I think that we respect 
I do as an audience member, respect the performers that really mm. put themselves in emotional harm's way, so to speak. Yeah. Muhammad says, question, Greg, what mm-hmm. scene was the most difficult to film? Big fan. I'm guessing it was the one we just talked about, would you say? Yeah, that yeah. was, I mean, that was, it was, it was both difficult because, you know, it, but it was also really gratifying. Um, mm. Some of the, 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 the bigger, um, the, the sermon scenes with moving pieces was an interesting, Yeah, was technically difficult because you're, it's all, everything gets shot as like in a one take and then because they have to, so you can't break. Yeah. And so some of those long, long speeches and movements, like it all has to play because it's not like in a film where they're going to, they can cut out of this and then cut to a reaction from you and back. And you can, I mean, filmmaking can be in snippets, like snip, snip, snip. This is, it all plays, it all, it all rolls. So technically to be, you know, to play within the world and to be, to, to get everything right. And with all the moving pieces and stuff, that was, that was, was, there was definitely challenges as an actor, but they were so supportive and really created an environment to do good work, which as, as an actor, you're always grateful for. Yeah. Um, Greg, love your work. Have you played the game before? Yeah. (laughs) Badly. Uh, So you have played it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. And it was funny because when, the game for my kids are better at video games than uh than i am and when the game first came out they had sent me a copy and and uh my kids were downstairs and my wife uh they were quite a bit i mean it's been a few years ago my daughter was actually playing she's like my wife was like it's time for bed and she's like i'm trying to kill dad and my wife said not take a little more time it's okay take a little more time so yeah i've i've played i i'm not good at all um, but yeah, the games, uh, you know, we've played it. We have a, you know, they part of their, um, they had a statue made of, uh, for one of the collector's editions, the father edition of the game. So I have a couple of statues of me as the father, which was really, oh, I want uh, that statue. I never, it's pretty it. neat. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, I, it was like I said, the whole thing was a bit, you, you, they make you feel good. Like it, mm. you know, it's a, acting's a fun life it's a hard life too there's a lot of ups and downs there's a lot of there's a lot more no's than yeses and you you know um but there's moments that you just feel beyond the work it feels nice and they too that you mm-hmm. they take really good care they took really good care of me and the fans again was so great and 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 the success of the game was really uh rewarding as well to know that a lot of people liked it and enjoyed it and and people found it spoke to them in a way, yeah. I think particularly now we're in a very strange time with yeah. you know, connectivity through social media and screens and stuff. But yet the sense of like tactile family is mm. fraying a bit. And the father was so much about like the like love those that are with you and, and the sense of community and family, I think, resonated with people. Um, so it was a very it was very interesting. I think that it had a I think beyond the gameplay and the thrill of a, a villain and stuff, I think the message is complicated and resonated with people in a way. Did you did you find that anyone note uh, like recognized you after this role? Yeah, it does look like you a lot. Like it's well, they bought my face. Yeah, Ubisoft they really did, never, didn't they? Yeah, Ubisoft had never done that before, but they that's another thing that Dan Hay and I, again I I I can't speak more highly of a person. I just think he's such a wonderful artist and a great leader. Um, but he, when they cast me, insisted that they bought my face. What do you so mean? What do you mean by that? 
Exactly. So like a lot of times the characters will look similar to the actor, but they, they actually bought my face. So they paid me a licensing fee. No and then way. They took, a licensing and they fee. Flew, wow. Oh, yes. That's they, crazy. So they to fly me and then they flew me out and they mapped my face exactly so that the character wow. would look exactly uh, like me. And awesome. um, yeah, I mean, it, they didn't still a Canadian actor. And I mean, it wasn't like they paid me a fortune. No, but no, they, they I, bought, I know they, what you mean. But, yeah. but they bought my face. Yeah, it was really neat. So when you, and particularly some of the cinematics scenes, it's it's striking how how much yeah. I can recognize myself in it. So what did you what did you do when you first saw the game come out and the cutscenes? What was your reaction to yourself? I was I was thrilled with yeah. how well it came across, and it was interesting because and I again I not I so the like the day before the game or two days before the game came out and I don't know how this happens. Mm. Someone on YouTube had cut together all my scenes. It's probably me. It was well, probably so me. Like Forty really because so I, yeah because I I had the game early so. That helps. But so I was able to watch as like, I think it was like 47 minutes of cinematics of, yeah. of the father. I remember doing that. <laughs> and I watched it and I was so, uh, I was, I was proud because I thought that as like, just as an acting, as a character, I thought, wow, like I'm proud of this work, but I was also so grateful for the talent of the people doing the computer generated imaging, like to, to do that, to ca- catch, mm. not just, not just again, not just like the 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 shape of it, but to catch the the soul of what was happening. I know there's a vocal recording, so it's actual, but something in the eyes they they managed to catch a little bit of crazy and a little bit of life in the eyes that was yeah very human. It was I, it was a recognizably human experience watching that. Greg, uh, this is from Stalker. How did Greg get along with the other actors from the Seed family? Um, great. They were all, I mean, so it was, I, I've spent a day with each of them and, um, uh, it's not long, is it? No, no, no. Like it was because it's just, you know, there's, um, not long to hang out with your son for a day. (laughs) No, with no, no, it's not, Uh, you know, with, (laughs) so I had a day with each of them and they were all, I mean, they're just incredibly talented and it was amazing to find these familial relationships and create them with each other. Mm. Um, and, and then I've never seen them since, <laughs> wow. you know, so it's just, That's and it, the other strange thing was the actors who played the characters in the game were not the same actors that were in the movie. Um, oh. the Amazon movie. So you're the only one. I, I was the only one. Who did, and again, that was oh. Dan again, insisted they couldn't do it unless they, they, they used me. Um, and, um, so it was, yeah, so it was pretty, I, again, there was, I, I have not a single, not, not even negative. Every experience was incredible. The whole, everyone involved, every aspect of it felt very, uh, satisfying and well cared for. Like all of you, you could just see the passion for creating great games a great experience mm. for the player and that mattered. I remember making a video. It was like um, the Montana in the game versus the mm-hmm. real life Montana. And so many right. people after after playing are like, now I want to go to Montana. It's so beautiful. Beautiful. So beautiful. 
Yeah, even Jericho, he, he says, Far Cry 5 makes me want to go to Montana. It, it really, they yeah. did an astounding job on it. Uh, it's well, Dan, Dan and they went and lived in Montana. They spent time with they? a couple of, yeah, they with, wow. they spent some time with some cults and militia groups. Shit. Like, to like immerse themselves in it. And I, it, this is kind of a funny Montana story uh, and how well, much of an idiot I am. So when I flew out there to shoot this uh, from Toronto shot, flew out to Montana and I get out of the airport and my driver's waiting for me. And it's like, smells amazing. Like big Montana fresh air, but a little bit of cedar. And I'm like, Oh my God, it smells amazing. And the guy goes, that's our state burning. <laughs> because that was in the midst of like those awful forest fires, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and like like a little bit like a fire or like fresh air. And, oh, no. and How like, do you yeah, respond gonna, to that? Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm just like, hi, I'm Greg. I'm gonna sit in the car and I'm gonna be really quiet for the rest of the drive. Thank you very much. <laughs> that is brilliant. Um, got more questions here. Greg deserves a uh, an award for his fantastic work, Life of yeah. Gunther. Jericho Thanks. agrees. I will give the award to Greg. Fantastic work. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. His performance changed me. Now I think of his voice and lines when I do stuff. When I'm being mocked, I think of the lines, you are all special and you are all smart. Hear them in outposts. Wow. That's for privateer. It, it's been very interesting because we're all alone at times in our life. Like there's moments where we just, and some more than others. And I think we all want to be seen or feel loved or feel understood. I think that's part of the human condition. I mean, we're, we're, we're animals that, that, that gather in families and tribes and groups. And, and in the modern world, it's, it's harder because, you know, your jobs take you everywhere. And, and again, we have this gift of technology, mm-hmm. which, connects us in a way but but also there's always that a barrier between so i think that for um a lot of the things the father said beyond like like the, the crazy apocalypse stuff i believe myself like yeah. the, the idea of family the idea of community so i was speaking from a real honest place and i think that it it clearly resonated with some people that that there was a sense of some of the most touching interactions i've had i, I don't do a lot of conventions but i've been to a couple and you know, people that maybe had difficult relationships with their own parents or their own father or just felt a little bit lost in life and and that I've been able to to reach out and be supportive to on social media and just like in a small, small way. But it seems to make a difference in people's lives to be acknowledged and to be seen, to be encouraged. And that's been um, that's been a special part of this as well. Privateer says, hi, Greg, I've got a question. How was your interactions with John and Jacob's actors? Did you work face-to-face in your scenes? Greetings from Denmark. We just touched on that a little bit. You yeah. Had one There's day. one funny moment. There's a scene with the scene with John when we, like, I, 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 like, I, like, I, I like touching as a, as, a, as a thing, but with you got the cameras on your head, so it makes it a little tricky. So You can't really get like too the, close, can you? No. So, you're yeah. like, there's a moment where we, I touch heads with foreheads with my brothers. How do you do that? But like, yeah. so we, like, I really wanted to do that, but we had to figure out like how, so we would like slide our heads just past oh, each other and yeah. then they'd make, they'd line it up in the game, but it was, <laughs> it was kind of weird, but, That's but, crazy. um, but yeah, but the same, that, that need to, to, 
to touch, to connect to whatever was uh, yeah. between these brothers who were lost. And, and it's such a beautiful and haunting backstory of this family that's been torn apart and separated. And, you know, Jake went off the war and John had his problems. And I was in, you know, the, in the orphan, uh, an orphan in the system and abused. And, and then for them to find each other again and just sort of, and then faith, um, mm. not being a blood relation, but, but as part of the family, this sense of, of us, um, mm. the sense of relying on each other and, and people being, being willing to sacrifice everything for you was, uh, you know, it's, again, it's, a uh, as, 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 um, misguided as obviously some of it is there's still a, a great warmth to the story of love there's it's a love story between a family on some level you know you're making me want to play it again um <laughs> 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 uh, uh, reese says greg was amazing in history of violence oh Ooh, yeah thanks that that's, was that's uh, going back isn't it yeah that started that that really started my career in uh in in a meaningful way because you know i was kicking around i had i you know we had a couple of kids and it was it's hard just my, my career as an actor took a minute to get going and i was not providing for my family in the way that i needed to and 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 the, the um you know i was playing like the young guy with the suit the cocky one like it just didn't quite nothing was you know like you were kind of like just real nothing of substance yet and it just hadn't broken through in any mm. meaningful way. And then I, um, uh, I, I did this. I went in and I read for this short film. Um, and it, I played this asshole, like a really dark, violent guy. And the audition for it was, uh, I was awful. Like off book, just a, an awful human being. And the casting, yep. assi- casting director of that, when they were casting History of Violence, um, was the assisting Deirdre Bowen, who was the casting agent for this movie, who does a lot of Cronenberg's films. And they were looking for a young guy to play Billy in that in that movie. And they were looking all over the place. And Millie, this casting assistant, said, oh, you have to look at Greg Brick for this part. And there was like, no, like, the, I, you know, I was like the kind of cute preppy guy in a thing of like, and she's like, trust me he's yeah. a mess so they brought me in i i this was 2005 earlier earlier two 2000 and my daughter yeah yeah 2004 2004 yeah. 2003 actually maybe shooting in 2003 came out in wow. 2004 um around there and uh and i didn't i i put myself on tape and uh and david cronenberg liked it and the studios were really they wanted him to flesh out those first two characters it, was, it ended up being me and a guy named Stephen mccaddy who we did 13 movies and tv shows together over the next five years after that came out wow. it was crazy if, if he was insane. in it i was in it if i was in it he was in it it was it was funny wow but they wanted originally and this is they the studio wanted philip seymour hoffman to play my part and tom waits to play mccaddy's part because they're like the odd the first eight minutes of the movie is a camera following me around and they're like the audiences they when they need to see somebody so they were going to like beef that part up a little bit more and they wanted philip seymour hoffman and uh cronenberg said they, the audience can't know these guys like violence 
it's like that danger has to be like just the guy walking down the street that you don't know. Yeah. You know? And he yeah, goes, it's yeah. and he fought for it. He fought to get me in that movie. That's awesome. And it obviously, you know, was so critically acclaimed and, and whatever. And then and then the 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 kind of the American studio system was like, oh, we know what to do with him now. Make him a bad guy and everything. So then I did shoot him <laughs> up with Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti. And it was, you know, it was I played a lot of shades of evil, a real rogues gallery over the next <laughs> couple of decades, really. Um, uh, but, but it is fun but to play. It's amazing. Guy. It's yeah. amazing. Look, I, I try to be a, 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 a decent, a good father and a good husband. And I'm, I'm very, like I lead a very contained existence, but when like I walk the kids to school and I bake cupcakes and I volunteer in the club. Like I'm in, I'm like, I'm a good, good dad, yeah, good yeah. guy. Been married for 25 years. But when they say action, I just, some, something goes. Something off. goes wrong. And, and I, it's, well, you know what it is? Imagine yeah. like you go to the zoo and you see the animals and they're like, Oh, isn't that cute? But like if the door <laughs> opened and the light, you know what I mean? That's what it's like. It's like, I'm uh, like, I'm yeah, a trained yeah. zoo animal. And then the door opens. And then you let, and I let, I let all my out. Yeah. I let it all out. And I, I don't judge myself. I don't censor myself. And I, whatever, whatever impulse hits my body. Yeah. Uh, just works its way out onto that screen. So it's been very therapeutic and, and it's, you know, it's provided a life for my family and I still get to play. I would never say like good guys, but less bad guys and complicated leading men in some more independent stuff. But but I I I enjoy making monsters human. I like that. I like that. What was your thoughts on Far Cry New Dawn from Cam eighty? I I um I thought that it was a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked. I loved being playing the father again uh it was because it wasn't it was sort of it's a bit of a smaller game obviously it's like it's a not dlc one of the, or right like a, yeah so it was I, I mean i'm not sure that i'm not sure how like the, it was i mean it wasn't as big or as popular a game but i still think no. that the people involved were were really good i loved getting to be the father again oh yeah um and and reconnect with the audience as the father and also just get to explore some different shades of it. So yeah. it was, again, it was a positive experience. Far Cry five was still, um, that's, the I think creating yeah. the, yeah, was, yeah, was, it was a, a much more, it was a much fuller experience for me. This was just, I did went out to Montreal for a couple of days and did, you know, new dawn. Yeah. Um, whereas Far Cry five spread out over a much bigger time. So, did you ever did you ever do any voice acting, or was everything you did motion capture, performance capture? It was uh, all performance capture, except for some of the stuff you hear on the radio. We recorded some stuff yeah. on the radio, and um, and more more actually for New Dawn because you see there was a yeah. few sessions because he fights and stuff. Like everything was cinematic for the father in 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 uh, five. So we were able to film it all as if it, we really felt like I was doing a movie. It just a yeah. bit oh, strange yeah. or a play or something, but yeah. So a little bit more voice like in the booth work for um, new Dawn, but not, not a huge amount. Uh, so it felt it's funny when people say like, I love your, like the voice acting in it. I don't really like, it takes me like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand because I guess a lot of it is done 
traditionally in a booth. But for me, it was all done on camera with the microphone on. It was just no different than doing a movie for me in a lot of ways. Mm. Yeah. Robin says, love your work, Greg. I was just wondering, you. would you ever do another video game if the opportunity arised? Robin? Sure. Yeah. I, I think that my eyes have been open to that world and um, there's some great there's so, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a rich and growing art form. And I think it's, I gotta be honest. I think it's only going to get big, bigger, and it's going to be mm. like, there's the gaming aspect of it, but the storytelling aspect, like this is us. Uh, mm. Is that the is last that of the, us? Last of us. Sorry, pardon yeah, yeah, yeah. me. And uh, red dead, uh, red, the red, red dead, dead redemption. redemption. Yeah. Yeah. My kids played that a lot. Like I just think that the, the storytelling, the characters they're creating are amazing. So as an actor, um, I'm always looking for a good character and I'm always looking for a challenge. So yes, for sure. I would, um, for the right, right type of project, I would love to love to, to work in that medium again. Have you been approached? Surely you like, no. everyone knows you like, I know it's, that's it's, it's, insane it's, to me. What's going on? Yeah. It's very, Far it's, out. yeah, no, I've only, other than those two, uh, the Far Cry. You've never been approached. No. What the? Yeah. That is strange. just insane. Yeah, I, I mean, I come I, on, I'm guys, gonna, approach this like, man. I, I thought that more that there would be more of that. Like, I mean, those experiences were amazing, and I've done like a lot of film and TV since then. So it's not like I've been sitting around waiting. But I, I kind of thought, well, okay, this was a huge game, and the character was compelling. That you would, yeah. but it's it, no, there hasn't been. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, TT says, "I absolutely love the father. I would join Eden's Gate." <laughs> Thanks. I've heard that a few times. I mean, we'll see. Maybe, 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 maybe I'll start something. That'd be my, that'd be my retirement plan. I'm going to go buy some land out somewhere and we'll just have a nice little, nice little community <laughs> sprung up, sprung why, up somewhere. Why do I find the father so inspiring? Is it just me from Jericho? Yeah. I well, found it. I found him inspiring too. Like the right, yeah. like I get it. It's uh, there's something, I think there's something we've lost. We've gained a lot in the modern world, but I think there's something we've lost too or are losing. And I think it's sacred and we've got to fight to keep that that core uh, humanity, that, that sense of family, that sense of togetherness and community uh, that's important. And, and it's wonderful. Again, like you can have both. Like it's amazing. You and I are talking, you're in Australia. We're talking over this. Like this is amazing, right? Like this couldn't happen. That's part of it. Mm. But it can't be at the expense of like, you know, who's your neighbor across the street and does, she, you know, is a little, does she need her show, snow shoveled or mm. the people that work at your local stores and saying hello and connecting to your community. Like we, we live in the world, but we also live in, in a family and in a community. And it's really important to nurture those relationships as well and make an effort to do that, to be a person of your you know, to be a responsible member of your family, a responsible member of your community and your city and let those circles move outward. Um, because we, we, we need that. We, 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 there's comfort in the crowd, the tribe, the group, the family. Mm. Have you ever been to Australia, by the way? I've been, no, I haven't. And yeah. I'd like to, oh. we got a lot, a lot of deadly creatures. I was in New Zealand uh, a year and a half ago shooting, uh, I, I went and did a little bit on a show that they're shooting out there called The Wilds, uh, which is on Amazon. It's about the girls, they, they, the young women, they crash on an island and it's sort of like Lord of the Flies. But That's right. Yeah. But yeah, so that was, so I, I got to spend a month 
uh, five weeks in um, in New Zealand, which was amazing, very close uh, to Australia. Close, but it's but less deadly things there, which yeah. is not as many snakes and spiders, eh? Yeah, what's <laughs> with that? How, like, I'm very curious as to how how did that happen? I don't know, but one one time there was literally a snake outside my door, <laughs> and I live in a suburban area. Um, yeah. It just happens around here. I don't know. We've just got shit everywhere. But, I mean, it's yeah, I not mean, as it's, bad as people think, you know what I mean? So. No, no. I mean, you're there. You you know, you haven't been eaten during this this podcast. But I would love to visit. Like, I, there's, I, I love I love traveling. That's one of the blessings of, of the line of work that I chose. Is I get, you get to travel and you get to experience places and, and mm. really live in places for a while, which is is great. And you start to recognize that there's – um. There's, there's something common, obviously, about all people, about human experience, but also there people are different wherever you go. And that's amazing. Like I, beyond the language or whatever, like people are fundamentally shaped by their environment, by the weather, by the, you know, by the flora and the fauna and the deadly spiders and snakes. Like it, it, it just makes us who we are. And I, I, yeah. I, I really appreciate that and love to get to go and swim in those waters for a minute. Hopefully you get a project down here, right? Um, yeah, that'd be lovely. D on Discord, well, the magic of Far Cry, especially in Far Cry 5, is the darkness within any person and how real it can feel. And it is in big parts to Greg and everyone doing such a great job in it. Very kind. Uh, very kind. That was that was the one uh, I think that each of the characters was, was tragically flawed, like broken, broken characters, but, um, but very human. And I think that's mm. relatable. I think that that's all... all that that's what's unsettling about a well-written villain or or antagonist is if they're not not some other not some idea that you can keep at arm's reach but like you recognize yourself in it and it you catch yourself rooting for them or empathizing with them in a way that makes you sort of question things about yourself because we all have that look we all we we all have um the better angels and the demons in us and and it really is um it's a garden that we need to tend. Robin, Greg, do you remember shooting Saw 5? I forgot you were in Saw. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah Malik with, wow. with, with Miss Benz. Yeah, that was that was exhausting. <laughs> no, it, it was exhausting because yeah. so you go through all the, the stages and every minute of every day of every shot, you're about to die. Oh, like the man. clock is one. Yeah. So you're at this like super heightened state. And and I think we shot, I think I only shot for two weeks on that. Like all the way, like really? it was all back to back to back. And like you go from one room to the next to the next and long days. So you were but one I of the five, was, were you? In the Yeah. And then oh I was in it again. And yeah, I survived. I played Malik, the trust fund. Kid Sorry, it's been it's been literally ten years since I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I came back for a cameo in seven as well. Oh wow, that's awesome. in the in the survivors group. Yeah, I mean that was just one scene, but uh, but yeah, no, that's yeah. pretty cool. That was that was neat to be a part of that as well. And and Julie Benz is, was pretty. She's a really interesting lady and and a very fine actor as well. And and you know we sort of survived to the end. And the only part that freaked me out about that was. So at the, the the last scene, I feed my hand into the saw, and I cut like to 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 pass Ooh, the thing, and I my hand and gets it just cut goes yeah 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 it gets cut in half. But like on the day, so they built this thing, and there was three or four 
slots with saws going, but three of the four had saws going and there was one empty one that like one, but they weren't blocked off. Like they were all open. And I just remember going like, am I putting my hand in the right, the right hole? So there was like, if you see my face, it's real terror before every take (laughs) to make sure that it was like, I'm sticking it in the right hole. Otherwise this is going to be a, Surely that's a short... health and safety hazard. No? Yeah, it was just because it was <laughs> reflecting. Like there was, there had been plexiglass in the way, but the way they were shooting into it, it was reflecting back. Or yeah, I remember a couple of takes. There was no. It was pick the right hole. <laughs> I recently discovered Hudson and Rex, and <laughs> was so surprised when Greg was in an episode and was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, that's a. There was a. That's a fun little show. There's a co- the production company that does us, uh, does that is a company called Shaftesbury Films, and I had done a series called Regenesis, which was uh, all about like um sort sort of like a CDC SWAT team, like bio they they would go out and fight pandemics around the world. It was a little ahead of its time, and this was their this is their new show, and they shoot that out in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, where I shot um, uh, Frontier with Jason Momoa, the Netflix series. So they asked yeah. if I come out and, and do a, do an episode of that show. And it was a lot of fun and then nice to see old friends again. Cause this is a smaller town. So it's all the same crew that's on any show is going to be on that. So that was, that was fun to go out and do that. Man, good people a, out in St. John's. You've done a lot of good shows. You were also in um, Handmaid's Tale, weren't you? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That what was, was that, uh, like? that was, that was, that was in, uh, amazing because mm-hmm. again, you, I find that I, I I find things I love about every show that I'm on, and and as an actor, like you create a moment with another actor, and 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 it it's it, it just it's it has its own thing. But then there's like how it's shot, how it's editing, all those other things. Like you know when you're on an A-list show like that, that's so critically acclaimed that everybody is at the top of their game. Like it's just the best of the best of the best. And Elizabeth Moss was is. She's pretty good. <laughs> so she, oh my god! Uh, like it's she can act. it's the most. Oh, she's just it's. I tell you the weirdest experience, like, you know, if people have, um, you can read minds, right? Yeah. Like if, if I had that skill, like I could know what you're thinking. Yeah. It's almost like she has the inverse skill that I could know what she was thinking. Like as I was, lo- uh, she, I was okay. looking at me, like she, it's, she's so um, available or so profound that you almost, it's almost like she's talking to the inside of your head. It was a, I'm not sure I'm doing it justice to describe, but she's, she's an incredible actor. Um, no accident that she's as great as she is in everything she does. And just everybody on that show, the way the, from top down, from wardrobe to. You could just the, tell the, it's a everybody, plus, yeah, everybody, a, yeah. a plus, a plus, a plus people for sure. What season were you in? Uh, season two, uh, season two. And I did, and they were you know, just a bit the first season so i'm yeah I, to... I did i think three or four episodes and they were they were flirting with the idea of maybe having me stay on as like the the bad guy through the whole season um but it just uh then they 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 decided story-wise that they wanted to have me out at that point um and then i ended up going back and shooting uh frontier the third season of frontier so it all sort of worked out in the end because i wouldn't have been available for that so um it was good wow yeah. Greg, I loved you in Ad Astra. Were you in Ad Astra? Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, yeah, just a tiny bit. This that's another 
I'm sort of just like, oh, I had been. You're in everything. You said Troy yeah, Mike is I, in I everything. Just, this, this year was my hundredth. Credit. Uh, yeah, hundredth film, wow. movie, and TV. Yeah, including the games. A hundredth project was right before Christmas. Yeah, Ad Astra was a, a bit funny. Um, they, I had, uh, I read for a part. This, the original script, the script that I had read for, was different, quite different. There was, um, okay. so the, the the crew that goes out with Brad Pitt in space to find his dad, I had read for the commander of that operation. So I did a little Zoom call. James Gray had seen History of Violence and had liked me from back then, the director wow. of this movie. And so I read for this part and he was interested. And they, um, they, they, uh, I was in the Dominican Republic shooting another series and I found out I got cast. And it was like, it was a big part. It was like the fourth lead of the movie after <laughs> and like space stuff and this character, there was, I'm not going to give names, but there in the original script, his sister's part was a much bigger part. And there was a very big movie star attached to it. And my character goes, goes through and is the commander and is helping Brad Pitt. And then it turns out that I'm like a dark agent and I interrogate. Wow. That's really interrogation scene with his sister. And I kill the sister. And then Brad Pitt and I fight in space and he kills me. It was like this crazy thing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, in the Dominican shooting this crazy series with some Canadian friends of mine, a guy named um, Alan Hocko and um, Paul Gross and, and it, uh, a series called Caught. And I played this like totally sketched out, like drug addled, middle-aged guy having midlife crisis in love with this like 20 something year old in a thing and doing cocaine. And it's crazy, like this crazy fun. And then I go jealous, mad and end up getting killed. It was fun <laughs> but i'm gonna go right after that i'm going to shoot at astra and wow. they're negotiating the deal they're negotiating the deal they're negotiating the deal and you know little things like housing and then the space and all that stuff and my kids were my my two kids my my youngest and my middle one had come out and they were doing some surfing and spending some time with me in the dominican and we were getting ready to fly home and we're getting ready to get in a car to go to the airport and my phone rings and it's like both my manager's in LA and Toronto. And they're like, is this a good time? I'm like, Oh no. (laughs) Like they're, they're like the, the script has been drastically altered. Like, wow. That, that whole storyline has been cut out and your part as the commander doesn't really exist anymore. And the other people wow. that were, they had already like the other, so I could have been like on the spaceship. They'd already s- s- signed their deals and mine wasn't closed at the time. So they said, James wants to, the director wants to talk to you. So he calls and he's like apologizing. And I really want you to be in the movie. There's this little part, all the scenes are with, it's like two or three scenes with Brad Pitt. I just, I'd love for you to be a part of this movie. And my first instinct was my ego was like, no way, fuck this, blah, blah. You know, because it was this great part, like a big lead. And it was, you know, that's still a big deal in my, yeah, it's a big Hollywood film with a mate with Brad Pitt. And like, I mean, James Gray, this is is it. Like, this is the big leagues. And then I thought, why am I being such an ass? Like, go and have the experience. And... And so I went out and spent three weeks in Los Angeles and it was like shooting like one day a week and having time out there and, and getting to watch 
Brad work was amazing. Was it um was it a lot of green screen or what was the set like? So so my stuff happens on like the space station. So they had built like I'm on. I meet him in a hallway. We're walking. Yeah. I walk him through a room, and then he's talking, sending a message to his father, and I'm on the other side of the glass, and you know it's this this sort of I'm like this morally ambiguous ambiguous character. But yeah. getting to go and play with them and Hoitje von Hoitje, who, oh, you know, what a you know so he's right? shooting. Right. Oh. So it's the same thing. Like, it was a great experience, even though sometimes your ego gets in the way. And I'm like, oh, but it's such a small part. And like, you didn't know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. people don't. So part of you, part of me feels, and I think this is something we all have to learn to get past is like, get get out of the way of feeling insecure about who you are and what you've done it was still an amazing experience the original plan didn't work out no one got hurt you know i i got to work with brad pitt for a few days and be part of this really ambitious and beautiful film and just it's okay it's you don't always have to be the lead you don't always have to be this big part you don't always have to sometimes it's okay to just enjoy the moment. I think the older I get, you just learn to enjoy the experience for what it is and try to get out of your own way and just be, sometimes it's going to be big. Sometimes it's going to be not so much. And that's, that's life. And for, yeah. other than for a very, very few people in any profession, you are always striving and always, you want more, but be grateful for the moments that happen. Because otherwise you're just miserable. If you're always thinking about what what's not or what isn't, then you're you think you can you can yeah. never be happy that, way. and you can never be present in the moment either. So, what was it how like? often you get to have how often you get to have the guy that looks exactly like Brad Pitt, movie star, movie stars, walk down a hall towards you, and you're sitting there going like, oh my god, he's on the New York Times magazine on my coffee table. Yeah. Focus, Greg, Greg, focus, because you got to be professional. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy, right? Well, I'm a fan too. Like I, I mean, I grew up in Winnipeg, Manitoba, watching movies, and yeah, so I, I see people, and I'm like, I can't believe that so and so or whatever. It's wild. So did you get starstruck with him? Yeah. Oh yeah. God, yeah. The first yeah. time I saw, like, yeah, the first time, and the camera was on him, thankfully. But it was like, this is, and I've worked with, I've worked with You've big worked with some big names, yeah. Sure, Viggo Mortensen and Ed Harris and William mm. Hurd and like you know. Heavy hitters, lots and lots, and Clive Owen and Paul Giamatti, like big, but there's there's like there's that, which is like stars and you Everyone know knows Hollywood. This guy. Yeah. And then there's this person who's not even on some level, he's been so consumed by the tabloids and everything that he it, like there's an exit, there's like a Brad Pitt existence that's separate from the guy who's trying to figure out his life and is really talented and really charming and charismatic and all those qualities, but it's also just like a person. And mm. it turns out a really charming Midwestern gentleman. Like he's nice a guy. great guy, super yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Um, so it just goes to show you that you always, I think that we imagine that people's lives are somehow vastly different than our own. But when the lights go out at the end of the day, we're all sort of, facing the same uncertain future. Wow, that's amazing. I'm getting a lot of people here saying, um, it might be because of the hat you've got on, but everyone's saying you should be in Red Dead 3, Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> which you were talking about earlier. 
They want well, you in Red Dead Redemption I, Three. Look, I don't know how if they watch, but I think that that's that, like that. That is, I I love cowboys, I love westerns, and I think those games are incredible. They're so beautiful, and the characters are so interesting. If they need an outlaw or a less then outlaw, outlaw, I would always, uh, if it's a good character, I'll play. I'd love to come play. 100%. Um, yeah. How much longer have we got you, mate? I don't want to, um, I know you've probably I, I gotta got to shoot honest, off. Like I've got to be honest. I've got, whenever you want to go, You're right. go, can, go I'm, I'm okay, yeah. Beautiful. Um, the soundtrack of Far Cry 5 has to be one of the most beautiful I've ever listened to. The whole soundtrack downloaded on my phone, so calming and mesmerizing. What do you think of the soundtrack, Greg? Have you had a chance to? Yeah, no, they that with the um, the father edition that they sent me. If you have, it comes with like the 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 DV, the, the CD yeah, of it. Yeah, CD, I mean yeah. it's it's got again the, all, every detail they paid attention to. Like they really crafted this game lovingly, um, and and that's a top down thing. They Dan wanted to make something very special, so every detail and and. Um, every department really brought something to it and you, you get a real sense of that world. I think the music always, you know, I think of like the Coen brothers movies or something like, Oh brother, where art, art thou? And what, you know, like music brings you to a world because it's such a part of our lives. You know, you've got those favorite songs that will take you back to a place or a time or, or just change your state. So uh, yeah, I agree. I think the music's pretty incredible. Peace was never an option says, was it weird not having someone who you could bounce off during the making of Far Cry 5 as they had a silent player character? I think you touched on that earlier. There was someone there on the other side a lot yeah. of times, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah, the player, like the player who you see because it's all POV. You're looking at the players always looking at me. Yeah. Uh, so that player, there was a guy, his name's Randy, actually. And Randy. Uh, so that, that was super, super helpful because... I like to talk to someone like someone real. Like I like to have it. I, I like a prop in my hand. If I have to have it, I want to talk to someone. I want to have this connection um, as an actor and as a person. So I think that there's, and there's some, some games that that's just not afforded. You're, you're interacting with stuff that doesn't exist and, and um, which is a real uh, a skill. And I was just, I felt fortunate that I did not have to um, develop that skill. And I actually got to speak to someone the whole time. It's a little different. A lot of people here saying um, that you look like Matthew McConaughey. It might be the hat again as well. Do you get that? I look? get that. I do, yeah. I do get that sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. I've, I I think that he, I could, there's been a few times where I could get him into trouble because people are real convinced that, that, it, <laughs> that it is. That or depends on sometimes Jason Clark. Like I get one of the two. Jason Clark. Is he, is yeah, he New Zealand, Australian? Am I thinking of the right guy? Yeah, probably like Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes, and, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, he's from out, somewhere yeah, down there. Yeah, Wallace and stuff. Yeah, so sometimes I get, uh, I do, I do get that comparison, and I, I'm very flattered by that. Uh, I, I'm a huge Matthew McConaughey fan as a, as an actor and as a person. I like the way he carries his, uh, does his business. Jason Clark is Australian, but I think you've got him in the looks department. Don't well, worry. that's very kind. Of you. <laughs> very um, kind, Greg. Uh, what do you think of a TV show? Would you reprise, reprise the role as the father in a Far Cry TV show? In a heartbeat. Yeah. In a heartbeat. And I know that there was there was some discussion about that at um, really, yeah, at one point because it's you know it's a 
the canon, like each of the, I think there were some ideas kicked around for, for doing like almost like a Far Cry a- anthology series. Oh, where I'd each love that. Season would be a different, you know? Yeah. Um, so yes, I would, I, I just, it's a great character. So it would be, uh, of course, I would love to reprise it and, and explore it in a different medium. Um, I mean, I, I got a little taste of that when we did that inside Eden's gate, but to, um, yeah. for Amazon, but to, to, to really have another, another dance with the father would be, uh, would be exciting. Is it something you can just switch on the father or do you have to prepare to get into him? <laughs> Well, they're all just kind of shades of me in in some way. So I hear uh, that a lot from actors. Yeah. Like it really is bringing yourself or or I find bring myself to the circumstances as truthfully as I can. And that makes you different because like if I put you, if you were at a, you know, I made you king of Australia tomorrow, you'd be, you'd be different because people react to you differently, but you still have the same impulses. Uh, So no, I, I could, I could, um, I I need I'd like to listen to it a little bit because you not so much that it's the character but like I was in a different place when I was doing it so I would just like to sort of touch touch into that version of me yeah but I uh, I could do it. It, it the drop but give me fifteen minutes and you the father would be uh, I would be happy to take him again yeah which of the three endings do you think is canon Greg um, is it the walk is it the walk away the nuke I think it's the nuke yeah. Yeah, when and you yeah. we wind up in the uh, bunker. In the bunker, yeah. Yeah, with uh, me and the deputy. That That's- was so it's so weird. It's such a, it's so like the ending again. I applaud them. It's a cool ending. Cool ending. Oh, it's crazy! Yeah. Like he was right. Like it was. Think yeah. that, like it was right. It's yeah. crazy what they did. Cool. Um, and and as they were doing it, I know they um. I mean, I don't, it's not probably not secret. They were, they were, they were, are, they were fighting with the idea of like having a, like a, a, end the book, you know, kill the father ending. And then you, you know, you can close the game that way. And they really fought against it. Like he, Dan just did not want any moral certainty. He wanted to bring you into a very complicated and unsettling and unsettled world and then just leave you there. <laughs> like literally leave you in the dark there with this. Oh madman who was right it's really it was crazy oh man that's awesome um eden's gate was amazing have watched it multiple times getting a lot of that here as well <laughs> kyle uh gallner who's who's in that who plays the um videographer uh is a you know, I followed his career a little bit since then he's such an amazing actor and a really oh, yeah. really cool guy yeah he just has this that's just something like uh, so that was and, B- and Barry Battles, the director who I be- again be- become friends with, and I spent some time in Los Angeles since I've gone, was amazing too. Like this, this is the 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 the, the kind of the sad thing and good thing about this business is I get to meet the most interesting, cool people, and you meet in sort of the most intense way possible, it's like summer camp or whatever. But then it's always goodbyes, like they're never part of your life moving forward. So you have these really intense, incredible moments where you and then you never see them again. And you never see them again. Yeah. And, you know, you keep you shoot an email every once in a while, and maybe if you're in town together, you you get together for bite to eat. But it's it kind of is sad. It's a weird one. It is a weird one. Yeah, yeah, it is weird. Like I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful that I've had that I have a family that I always 
come home to that uh, like a life that I come home to that's red that's built around me like this beyond the house like it's an actual life and my role is clearly defined in it so that I, I'm not in that lost space for too long it's like oh here I am again put on this pair of pants and now I'm dad and, and husband yeah. again because I know that some people they struggle with that loss because you're you're someone else in another place in another headspace for a long time and then you come back and if there's nothing to anchor you to the here and the now you can you can drift in the fog for a bit i, I know that for a fact it doesn't surprise i mean you, you, it's actors are notorious for like substance abuse problems and just so, kind of self-destructive behavior but i think it's because you 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 lose you for a while and you just mm. it's a scary place to be it's like you're having this you know people have like a midlife crisis or an existential crisis once in their life like you have it you know depends on how many projects you're working on you're doing going through that for <laughs> four or five times a year <laughs> uh, um was that a controversial ending a few people are saying that i i don't remember it being that controversial was it, it was because they didn't they didn't uh, they didn't judge like i think people were not happy that it wasn't like oh he's bad and people also like they po- uh, okay. it got politicized a little bit um of course, you know which yeah. side of the 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 rubric you are you know left mm. right republican democrat whatever and the fact that they that they didn't the game didn't judge the characters in a in a yeah. in an absolute way and kind kind of kept it like left it open like they're people yeah so that was it was it was a bit controversial, but I think good art should be a bit controversial. It shouldn't be boxed into anything too neat. Yeah. Uh, how did the writers explain the theme of Far Cry Five to you, Greg? Um. Well, they it, it was cool because they so they brought me out to Montreal and they had this world like this massive map set up in a room with all the. Oh, artwork nice. and the in- influence stuff so it was pretty yeah. and they and and dan spent a, the better part of a day just talking me through the family and through the father and the backstory and what they wanted in the regions and the relationships and it was just it was amazing like he's mm. a hey, he's a great storyteller <laughs> and super mm. captivating guy so it was they uh it, so that's what it happened and and it and then they started to write specifically for me like drew they had a, an Ooh. outline of the character and then they started to they would allow me to improvise and personalize some of the writing and then drew got really like uh, um who was the head writer we got kind of very good good headspace wavelength that he was writing very specifically for things that he knew would like pop in me so he was kind of like it's like you have a thing where you know certain things are going to get a reaction or or are going to connect and resonate, and he he wrote to that pretty specifically. That's pretty cool to have. Stuff yeah, it was specifically amazing, right? written, and the fact that you got called in for this job that doesn't happen much in video games. Yeah, I'll tell you. yeah, Every- yeah. Like once we started, because it's a long process, right? So and they're writing it as they go along. Like it's not like a movie yeah. where you show up with a script. So yeah, so yeah. as the later stuff would would go on, yeah, it was pretty cool that how how tailored it, it became. Uh, Greg, what do you have? Any future projects that you can talk about? Are you going to be in Far Cry 6? I'd, I'd love you to be in Far Cry 6. I don't think those worlds meet up, but you never know. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I mean, the beach looks super nice, and I, I'm a huge Cuba fan, but uh, yeah, uh, I've got a couple of uh, I've got a couple of movies that I shot for Christmas that are doing the festival circuit and will get released. One is this um, 
a werewolf thriller called Bloodthirsty, uh, which was really fun. It's kind of like a feminist take on a werewolf, um, the theme, and it's super interesting. It's a female Uh, werewolf, is it? So, yeah, so I play a werewolf as well, and I play this music producer who's like this, you know, recluse, maybe murdered his wife, maybe not, whatever, and then this young... (laughs) singer who's um this girl lauren right is um, like she's she's amazing and is a a young uh, like an emerging singer and and she's struggling with the fact that she's also a werewolf and she comes out to work with this producer and it's you know it's like the father-daughter dynamic dance like mentor protege and and so it's and it was directed by a woman named a girl named Amelia Moses, young, young female director from Montreal. And she was great. Um, so it, that was cool. And then I did this movie, which is not out yet, uh, but will be coming out called The Fight Machine, which was super thrilling because my son plays my son in it. And uh, the, the oldest boy, uh, Dempsey. So we got to have this amazing, it's about, it's about two boxers, one from a poor area, one from a, a a kid that's wealthy but self-destructive that falls into it and so my son who boxed i boxed for real and my son was a, a bronze glove champion in ontario like he we grew up oh you're actually boxers yeah yeah and, wow. and so that we so i play his trainer and his father and we have a very dysfunctional relationship and an intense relationship and that was a thrill to shoot with him oh, um yeah. and and then another movie that's uh, another one that's coming out is um a movie called Marlene there in Canada. There's a very famous uh, story. A 14 year old boy named Stephen Truscott was convicted of raping and murdering, murdering his classmate, a 12 year old classmate and put on death row at 14. Wow. And he spent a decade uh, on death row and then was released. Like it, it wasn't him. So I played him from 40 and then, and then late in life, they, he and his wife, Marlene fight to part of him being released was they didn't acknowledge that he was innocent. And he, I didn't live under my, I had to live under an assumed name and I raised a family. Like I, you know, I had this whole, I have this whole world where I've raised three kids and have a marriage and, and no one knows who I really am. And then we fight to, to, to clear my name once and for all. And, and that was, that sounds amazing. That it was amazing uh, yeah. as a, as a, another acting challenge. And the cool thing about that is my oldest son played me at twenty. Oh my god! You really get your sons in. Eh? Yeah. So we we both. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so we so yeah. So I got to got to have that that experience with him as well. But that character was just. Um, When's that coming out? That sounds yeah. amazing. It's a great it's a great story, and it's a great, it was a great character and a great challenge. So so those are the three things that are. Oh, and I also have a movie, this crazy movie coming called Super Dicks, where I only did a, I play like an Alex Jones type talk show host, like conspiratorial yeah. um, in my basement doing like shh, broadcasting out to the world. So that was fun because it was just like this manic energy, crazy character. So were these all shot before COVID, during, after? So the two, the, the, the Marlene and I shot Marlene and then went right into the fight machine and that we wrapped on Monday. My son flew back to Los Angeles on Tuesday. By Thursday, the world was going crazy and we flew him back and that's when the whole moved into the living room oh, thing wow. happened. So he had like literally just, we had just wrapped and then these other 
movies I've shot. Tr- the film industry is open in Toronto and has been for the uh, for a year. Very different. Um, very different uh, protocols. Very like very rigorous testing and stuff. And I also shot. I have a series coming out soon that I shot with the late Christopher Plummer and Archie Pandera oh, called wow. uh, "The Departure." Yeah. So that's uh, that's also coming out. Wait, soon. what's? Do you know what? Um, what's streaming service that that was on on, the season one was on bbc and i want to say whatever the canadian network was so i think bbc is like the international distribution and season one aired already and i'm in season two oh okay so that'll be coming out you know sometime soon so what do you what do you prefer out of the tv and movie uh they both have they both have you know uh Strengths and weaknesses. advantages, and if TVs you tend to shoot a little bit quicker, faster, yeah, more pages. But there's something special about, um, you know, you create like a family. I did this werewolf show called Bitten years ago, a few years ago for um, the Sci-Fi Channel, and now it's on Netflix and stuff. That was pretty amazing because there's a great group of young actors that sort of I played like the pack alpha, and uh, but it was it was really a, a kind of like a crime family drama, but being with each other for four years was great mm. uh so i like that aspect of that you build relationships over time and you can really explore a character and develop a character yeah. like frontier same thing they when they i knew the producers but they had written nothing for that they were interested in me for a, uh, a different part i was under option for another show so they that that went away and then my show got canceled so i was free and they said well we've we have this character. We haven't written a single line for him yet. His name's Cobb's Pond, and he's going to be based on this real live uh, assassin gunfighter from Boston and Oscar Wilde. And I'm like, I'm in. Like, just call my agent. Like, I'm in. Like, whatever you have, whatever. And then we created this character. Like, then I showed up on the first day, the first episode. There was nothing written for me, and we just created this little bit of business. And then eventually this character became this very sexually fluid, morally ambiguous, sociopath, dandy, (laughs) fucking amazing, amazing (laughs) with furs. Is that one of your favorites? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. It's so much fun. Like I love again, I I really love what I do. I feel I feel very lucky. I know that, you know, I put my my family through some hard times financially particularly at first and and i can definitely be a um i'm a volatile personality and i'm you know i'm i blow hot and cold but um yeah it, all in all it's been a wonderful life like it really has been a it's been a i i feel such a privilege to to be part of this band of outlaws that we call actors i really do what about Jason Momoa? Is he what's he like? Aquaman himself? Awesome. He's, <laughs> he's fun. You, you know Paul Bunyan. You know like the American folk hero Paul yeah. Bunyan that's got like the ox blue. Like that's him in real life. He's huge and he's <laughs> big energy. And I mean he he like twelve Guinness pints of Guinness at dinner and oh. it's like nothing. He is uh, an he epic human him. being and he is he's really conscientious about. Like he's really involved in the making of a show. He is, you know, he directed some of Frontier. Did he? Um, in the other season, in season three. And um, my only beef with Jason Momoa is he got so busy with Aquaman and then C for Apple 
that he just wasn't available to do season four of Frontier, which was yeah. I, I mean, I knew the arc for the character, like my my character and 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 Samuel um, uh, Samuel Grant's arc, this sort of this love dance and crazy. I had an amazing resolution, so I would have loved to shoot season four, but so you cannot begrudge begrudge do you man. It's gonna, do you think it's there's a chance? No. no. No, no, I no. It's uh, I think that that um, that ship sailed. But Momoa is uh, is an impressive human being, and he's just full of energy, and and he's a real. Uh, he has his he has his band of merry men, like his close group of friends that he's with, and they just <laughs> they just he's just has fun. Like he lives lives out loud that one, yeah. and a fine actor too. He's a very good actor, like and a smart guy. Like he's very physically, like he's Jason Momoa. But he's also like he's smart, yeah. and he's you know he's he's an artist. Is he a bit of a gentle giant? You reckon? Yeah, I mean, I I never saw that. I'm sure there's he's a not so gentle giant at times too. Like that's definitely <laughs> a capability. Like he's pretty good with an axe. Um, but yeah, he's just he's playful. Like he's enjoying his life, and he it didn't come easy. He he also was a you know a, a working not so working actor for a long time. And, you know, and then Game of Thrones, you know, he had that. And, and it was a funny because you talk to him and I think this is pretty common knowledge, but he knew that he was Aquaman for years before they shot it. But he couldn't tell anyone and he couldn't get a job. He couldn't get arrested in Hollywood. And he was like broke. And then all of a sudden he became this huge, you know, just takes Jason one Mahal. gig, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and to be got to be great in it. It's got to be the right part, and you got to be great in it. And then, you know, an audience responds to it, and there you go. But you know, he's a, he's a, he's a really good guy too. You like to see that. You like to see good people do well. Oh yeah. A couple more questions for you, Greg. Sure. I really appreciate your time, mate. Oh, I'm enjoying um, this, Dan. Thank you. Um, you should be in Better Call Saul with Michael Mando. Fast yeah. and the Father together. <laughs> yeah, that's look. That's a great. That's a great show, and uh, and he's Michael Mando's dynamite in it. And uh, yeah. It, yeah, that's that's just so good. Like that Breaking Bad is probably my favorite show of all time. Oh, and you know, it's the same team, same team. So yeah, that, I would I would love to be on a. I would love to be on a show like that. For that's sure. something I want to ask you. Favorite movies. Give me some. Um, uh, the Royal Tannenbaums. Oh yeah, is my favorite movie. Wow. Uh, the Graduate, I love. Oh yeah, uh, those would be and Pretty Woman. Oh wow, that's a pretty diverse. List. Weird, right? <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's a weird. It's a it, like I, I was like uh, you know when I was a teenager I wasn't uh, like I was a pretty I was a pretty ch- like pretty chubby teen, pretty shy, pretty not good with girls at all. And I remember falling <laughs> in love with Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman, like that <laughs> snap the thing. And I think I saw the movie like ten times in the theater because there was no such thing as you know VHS at the time. So that and The Graduate, I remember seeing. And uh, Royal Tannenbaum's Royal is my favorite movie character. I, if if you have a dream role that you could play, would be Royal, like Royal Tannenbaum, the Gene Hackman part. I think is just unbelievable. It's so great, and he's so great in it. And Wes Anderson is just—he's so stylized, and he's so oh, isn't he good? Visual, so visually, but, but yeah, but yeah, and, and but just lets characters have moments without being indulgent with them, and it's just really—he's that's great. So that'd be mine. What about yourself? What's your favorite movie? I'm a I'm a Nolan fan, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I like I would on. I would probably say Interstellar's up there if you've ever seen that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Which, which you know, I've will, never seen yeah. it. I, I still, I'm sorry. I still really? haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah. It's wow. crazy because it's been forever. And I, I've always meant to see it. Um, and my kids say like, how have you not seen it? But I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I'd probably but that's say, Mr. McConaughey, right? That is Mr. McConaughey. Funnily enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that, that one springs to mind for me, but there's so many, isn't there? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, who else we got here? Any advice, Greg, for upcoming actors? It's a tough business, but any any advice if you're really passionate about, about it and you can't do anything else, what would you say? I would say, um, you know, this is what I said to my, my kids growing up. Like, it, it, even if it's a one in a million business, someone has to be that one. Mm. So why not you? Mm-hmm. I, I think that you have to be resilient. We like really be resilient. You can people you can get a break right away and whatever you know, and be launched off into la la land or whatever. But it's for the most part, it's it's hard work and be generous with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, all you have is yourself as an actor, and that's all you need. Like you can never be anyone else. If you pretend to be someone else, that person exists out there, and they're going to get the part because that's them. So you you really have to be honest with yourself and share the best of yourself and the worst of yourself and don't judge yourself and just be willing to let it all hang out. There's a great quote that I, and I, I can't ascribe to anyone, but acting is turning around naked in front of an audience twice. You have to reveal yourself and you have to have both an open heart and a strong heart. Cause you're going to get, you, you're going to get your heart broken in this business. There's going to be parts you wanted so badly and you need it so much that just aren't going to go your way. And there's going to be times when you feel unseen and without value, but you have to believe in yourself and train and learn and care about it. Don't be, don't, don't think that fame is the, if you want to be famous, be, give value to the industry, be great. Like work on your talent, work on, work on yourself as an actor first, second third and fourth let everything else take care of itself but if you have to do it and you want to do it be a generous storyteller like share yourself with people all of you all of whatever you are not just like what you think is nice or i always say like i I try to as my as a motto as an actor is beauty not pretty Mm. you know because beauty is yeah and i I never want to play a pretty character i don't want to protect myself i don't want to that's cool. Worry about some image or anything. Just let it all be you. Be human. Oh, that, we, I don't think we can end on a better note than that, Greg. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure, mate, to, to have me you as for well, the last thank hour you. and a half. Thank, thank you, so you very much. much. I really enjoyed Yeah. Um, and I'm going to look forward to, to checking you out and uh, and watching this. You're, you've got a really lovely energy and you're very good at this, Dan. So thanks for taking the time with me. Thank you so much, Greg. I hope to see you in some... Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to finish off Handmaid's Tale, and I don't, I don't know what your character's like in it, but I, I'm guessing he's not so great. He's has his worldview that he okay. lives without hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, man. Have a thank have you. a great day, and hopefully, we'll we'll chat soon. My pleasure. I, I'd like to do that, Dan. Take care. Take care, man. Thanks, everybody. All right. There you have it, guys. Our man, 